0: Welcome to the Grace-Filled and Graceful podcast, where we go from chaos to confirmation, confusion to clarity, and self-conscious to confident when building your online business using your God-given strengths. I'm Jennifer Emmanuel, and inside we're creating full-time fulfilling income in a way that feels great to our souls. Let's get started. Hey, it's Jen. Welcome to Grace-Filled and Graceful. I hope that your Thanksgiving holiday, if you are here in the U.S., Was delightful, and I did sneak in a little Thanksgiving episode. Um, I know that uh, you were probably looking forward to hearing the beginning of the spiritual gifting information that I promised on the podcast before, but then I realized, oh my goodness, it's Thanksgiving. (laughs) I think I should just drop a greeting here and then uh, move forward. So, anyways, I hope that your Thanksgiving was delightful. Uh, If you're here in the United States, uh, we this year tried a smoked turkey. And everybody seemed to think it was delicious. I the the jury's still out for me. Like they, it was served room temperature, which kind of was a little cold, and I'm not a big fan of cold meat. <laughs> uh, but but everybody loved. I loved the way it smelled. I wasn't just. I wasn't. I think it maybe was too smoked. Is there such a thing as too smoked? Then I had it warm the next day, and it was it was okay. I mixed it with a little bit of stuffing. Um, I'm gonna kind of tone down the over-smoked flavor of it, so maybe I just like my things lightly smoked. All right, today we're gonna to cover the beginning part of the spiritual gifting. We're gonna cover, uh, according to the book by Donna and Katie Fortune, the three categories of gifts. We're gonna talk about the one in the one specific gifting. Set of gifts that uh, we cover in answering the call, and the that the book that we are getting this information from is um, featured, highlighted in. We're going to talk about a little bit about how each of the people with the individual gifts actually sees the world, and how uh, there are while each gift is of equal value, there are different percentages, a different makeup of people with specific gifts. We'll cover the definitions and the needs met by each of the gifts along with what each gift does with the body. And speaking of the body, we will wrap up with, if you imagine the whole of percentages, 100%, what each of the different gifts represent in an actual physical person's body. Before we get started with that, though, I want to welcome a couple of new folks to the podcast. I went back and took a look at the podcast's uh, location. So, if this is the first time that you have uh, been on a podcast, know that you come back next week and you're going to be able to um, hear your area of the world mentioned. We have some new people that joined us over the last couple of weeks. We have Clausen, Michigan, Dallas, Texas, Brentwood, California, um, Clarkson, Michigan, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome, Chicago. And uh, a new... A new Uh, country, a new city that has never joined us before. So welcome, Carlisle, Cumbria, United Kingdom. And I didn't know too much. I've heard of Carlisle, so I looked it up to learn a little bit more. And it's a city that lies in the northern English country of Cumbria, eight miles south of the Scottish border at the confluence of the rivers Eden, Clawdeau, and Petrel. I hope Petrel I hope that I pronounced that correctly. Uh, we were at, in Scotland for our honeymoon, and um, we've been so welcome, Carlisle. It's great to have you. Spread the word over there. We'd love to. Um, we'd love to benefit anybody that you know that um, is looking to build an online business in a way that feels genuine and great to their soul, having um, being able to use their spiritual gifting and be part of the body of Christ. we got into going through each of the spiritual gifts and their strengths and weaknesses, which is what I promised a couple of podcasts ago, um, doing just an overview of the different types of gifting, the fact that everyone has a gift, what life will look like from the eyes of the particular gift holders, um, the importance of knowing the value of each gift, the percentages of the world who um, hold the the specific gifts, the definition of the gift, the spiritual needs met kind of, if you look at, um, gifting as serving different parts of the body of Christ, if we were seen as like an actual physical body, what gift your, what part of the body your gift would play Alright, according to this book by Donna Katie Fortune, the Discover Your God given your God given gifts book, there are three categories of gifts. There are the manifestation gifts. And the word gift in the the word gift in the Bible is the Greek word for gift, which is actually charisma. Um, it is a divine gratuity. Spiritual endowment—it's a free gift, so it's not something that we can earn. And according to the fortunes, I don't like the way that sounds. And according to Don and Katie Fortune, um, the command is not to try to deserve it, to but to use the gift. So the first group of gifts—the manifestation gifts—this is uh, found in 1 Corinthians twelve, verses seven to ten, and they are listed as nine gifts. The word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healings, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, various kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. They are called the manifestation gifts because Paul used the Greek word phanerosis, meaning an exhibition, expression, or manifestation. In other words, Pauls defined these as supernatural manifestations of the Holy Spirit at work through the believer. So, supernatural, supernatural manifestations of the Holy Spirit. So, just so you know, this is a thing. <laughs> this kind of gifting is a thing. This is not the list of gifts we are going to be covering in the answering the call community. The first reason that the Bible shows that it's the person being ministered to who actually is receiving the gift. Okay, so you're being you're being used as a gift for somebody else. The second reason is that no one can dictate when the gift is to be used. The Holy Spirit is the one in charge of the gift, working through an available and expectant vessel. Okay, so we're not covering these gifts. The second types of gifts are the ministry gifts. It's found in Ephesians 4. So after Jesus ascended to the Father, he presented gifts of people who were called and gifted to lead and train the rest of the body of Christ. So the five ministry gifts to those given to those people who are gifted to be ministers of Christ are the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor and the teacher. They are not the titles per se but functions. So for instance, a person does not become a prophet by given the name prophet, rather he becomes a prophet as he develops his God-given ability to function in prophet-like ways, responding to God's specific call with a willing heart. So these five ministry gifts are what Don and Katie Fortune call the equipping gifts. So they're enabling the saints to do the work of the ministry so that the Christ body on earth, the church, can function as as his true representatives. Okay, so there's the first, it was the manifestation gifts, which is working through us to give somebody else a gift. There is the ministry gifts that help those people in ministry. And then finally, the motivational gifts. Okay, this is found in the New Testament book of Romans, Romans 12, 6 through 8. So I'll read that real quickly to you since this is where the core of answering the call is functioning within. Okay, uh, having gifts which are faculties, talents, or qualities that differ according to the grace given us, let us use them. He whose gift is prophecy, let him prophecy according to the proportion of his faith. He whose gift is practical service, let him give himself to serving." He who teaches to his teaching, he who exhorts, encourages to his exhortation, he who contributes, let him to do it in simplicity and liberality. He who gives aid and superintends with zeal and singleness of mind, and he who does acts of mercy with genuine cheerfulness and joyful eagerness. So this set of motivational gifts are the ones that Peter was referring to when he said that we are to employ them to benefit one another. The Romans passage I just read urges us to actually use these gifts that we've been given. These are the gifts we actually possess. The gifts, according to the book, that God has built into us made part of us to be used for the benefit of others for his glory. These are the gifts that actually shape our personality. And because because God has created us with free will, we can choose to use our motivational gifts appropriately, or we can choose to neglect them or even abuse them. So breaking down the motivational gifts. Number one is perceiver, one who clearly perceives the will of God. Number two is server, one who loves to serve others. Number three is teacher, the one who loves to research and communicate truth. Number four, exhorter. This is the person that loves to encourage others to live a victorious life. They're extremely positive. And then number five is the giver, the one who loves to give their time, their talent, their energy, and means to benefit others. And the one who loves to give time, talent, energy, and means to benefit others and advance the gospel. Another word would be contributor. Number six is administrator, those who love to organize, lead, or direct. Another word could be facilitator or leader. And then finally, compassion person, one who shows compassion, love, and care to those in need. Wrapping up the idea of motivational gifts, they are one of two things. They're either helping or serving, or they're administrations. And finally, taking in context... The passage that I read, there's another uh, passage in scripture that calls on these particular motivational gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, 28 through 30. And immediately following that Scripture there is another one the one that most of us know the first Corinthians 13. so Paul as Rennie writes is making an important point that whether or not you're operating in the motivational gifts the ministry gifts or the manifestation gifts if you don't if you don't do it in love God's agape love then you are doing nothing so depending on which gift you've been given you kind of look at life according to the gifting and so quickly we'll go through this part. If a person's motivational gift is a perceiver, you will look at life through a perceiver's eyes. Okay, makes sense. Everything will look either good or bad, right or wrong, in God's will or out of the will. And it's impossible for the perceiver to see life in any other way. The next is a server. The server will approach reality with questions like: what can I do to help the situation? A teacher will look for truth in everything he encounters. The teacher will investigate, seek, and research. The exhorter will see opportunities to encourage people at whatever they do. The giver will look for ways in which he can invest his time, talent, and money providing for the needs of others. The administrator has a broader vision and will grasp an overall dimension of a situation. The compassionate person will realize hurts and wounds that need to be healed and see endless opportunities to express love. And finally... God has purposefully limited and focused our giftedness so that we must work together and remain dependent on each other in order to grasp the whole truth. We're not islands to ourselves. We're in this together, and we can all, the relationships of all of us together is beneficial to seeing the whole vision of life. And according to Don and Katie Fortune, it says we are wrong to say that our way of seeing is the only true one. We are partly right, but we are not totally right all by ourselves. We need each other's viewpoints in order to see the complete picture. The next point is that each gift is of equal value. One person is a perceiver, another person is administrator. One is not better, so to speak, than the other. They are all equally important for the body to work together. However, there are more of one type than the other. As in an example, there would probably need to be more followers than leaders. So here's the breakdown in percentages based on a 1,000 people over a 10-year period representing more than 100 groups in a variety of states, provinces, and countries. So the beginning, perceiver, 12%, server, 17%, teacher, 6%, exhorter, 16%, giver, 6%, administrator or leader, 13%, and a compassion person. So the most prevalent gift is of compassion, probably because there's so much need for love and compassion in the world. The gifts of server and exhorter are almost tied for second place. Lots of servers are needed to get God's work done, and we will need encouragement every day. Just because there's more of a certain gift doesn't mean that the gift is more important. So let me show you how each of the gifts represent a different need that's being met. Okay, the perceiver declares the will of God. The need met here is a spiritual need. It helps to keep us centered on spiritual principles. The server renders practical service. It is a practical need that needs that is being met and it keeps the work of the ministry moving. The teacher definition is the researcher and teaches of the Bible. It is the mental need being met. It helps us study and learn. Exhorter encourages personal progress, and the needs being met here are psychological. It keeps supplying spiritual truths. The giver shares material assistance. So material is the need being met, um, and what it does, it keeps specific needs provided for. Administrator gives leadership and direction. It's a functional need that's being met. It helps keep us organized, and it helps to increase our vision. The compassion person, finally, is the somebody that provides personal and emotional support. So this is an emotional need being met. It keeps us in the right attitude and relationship. So all of the needs are being met. Spiritual, practical, mental, psychological, material, functional, and emotional. So when looking at all of the gifts, speaking as for God and then serving with strength, <coughs> again, the leadership versus the service type of gifting can be looked at if you want to see an image of a person. The perceiver would be considered the eye of the body, the server is the hands of the body, the teacher is the mind of the body, the exhorter is the mouth of the body, the giver is the arms of the body, the administrator are the shoulders of the body, and finally the compassion person is the heart of the body. Next week, we will cover if I have a gift, why don't I know what it is? Or maybe you're not clear on your gift. We'll also talk about some ways that you can figure out what your gift is. 10 truths that can be found in our podcast today. Number one, we all have been given a spiritual gift as part of the body of Christ. Can you hear that? The cat is meow. is purring. There are three types of gifting, manifestation gifts, the ministry gifts, and the motivational gifts. There are seven motivational gifts, and that is what we cover in, in the Answering the Call program. All of the details about these giftings can be found in the Bible. So these this is a personality test that was made up by man. Our spiritual motivational gifts can be seen from the time that we are are young the motivational gifts can be seen from the time we're very young the motivational gifts are used to serve others so while some other gifting is used for other reasons the motivational gifts are to be used to be put into practice to use for the betterment of the body each person with their own motivational gift sees life differently so it's not that one person is One type of gifting and perspective that that person has is not the right one. It's one of the seven that's to be used to see what life looks like as a whole. The gift that you're given can be used in all areas, not just one particular, not just in work or in church life. It can be used in all areas. We are supposed to use our gifts in love. And finally, the gifts that we've been given are there to be used. Here is to a great week. Uh, if you would like to be part of the community, I do most of my communicating via email, so go ahead and look in the show notes. There is a gift for you that helps you go from chaos to confirmation. If you click on that, you're going to get not only that little workbook, but also a video that explains the confirmation step of um, of answering the call. That will get you on our email, and uh, you'll hear from me once a week on that we are now having our answering the call group coaching calls twice a month, and the, what I love about this is not only are we going through the answering the call program, talking about uh, chaos to confirmation and confusion to clarity and self consciousness to confidence, but every little thing in between on how to build your online business. business taking into consideration your online, uh, taking into consideration your spiritual gifting and how God has created you to. Build your online business in a way that feels great to your soul. So these calls are twice a month. And you can come in and be actually kind of a fly on the wall to see how we we learn, how we come together, how there's a community, what we learn from each other, what we learn from God. And that's my gift to you. You get to be a fly on the wall and get to kind of see how how we do things. If that sounds fun to you, I invite you to go to the show notes to set up a time to be part of that so you can you can look for that there have a great week we're going to be heading into december and i can't wait to start getting into some of these different giftings um not only the gifts but the strengths and weaknesses of each gift isn't it We have to be aware of not only our strengths so we don't turn it into the abuse of the strength but also the weaknesses thanks for hanging with me you guys have a great day